0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about the Twilight Zone season, what was that wave? I don't know. <laughs> I put a bit of extra oomph in your, vo- oh, not your yeah. voice, your <laughs> voice, a bit of extra oomph in your name, and you gave me this little, like, 50s wave, like, what the hell was that? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're talking about Twilight Zone, the classic, original Twilight Zone, this is season one, episode 26, the title of the episode is Execution and we're going to have full spoilers for the episode as always the plot of this one is that a man being hanged in the 1880s is transported to present day 1960 because there's a scientist in 1960 who's built a time device and it snatches him away from the rope the hangman's noose implants him in present day and he is bewildered by the sights and sounds of the future Although, watching this now in 2019, I'm like, haha, I could blow your minds with my iPhone. Oh, no, my iPhone. I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> my smartphone is what I meant to say. I, I, I don't buy Apple products, people. I don't want anyone thinking, thinking I do, just for the record, right? I have an not iPad. Called. I have an iPad because when I was getting a, a tablet for comics, it was the best resolution. It was purely a technical feature, and I'm not happy about it. However, otherwise, I own no Apple products because screw them, basically. <laughs> All right.
1: Such I'm, passion.
0: I'm not one of these people who, who are like waiting in queue because the new iPhone's out and they're determined to get the one that has some better specifications than the one that they got last year.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm not an Apple person. I've never been impressed. I kind of was, uh, I don't I don't know when like Apple products were first getting big and the first smartphone like came out. I wasn't, I wasn't living in this country <laughs> at the time so i i just kind of skipped that whole thing took me yeah. a long time to get a cell phone
0: damn it i was just on my camera then and i went too far <laughs> i was like, i'm too bright but then i went too far there we go spare okay so um yeah we' are on a bit of a phone rant there bizarrely an apple rant um but i mean it's relevant I, because I well I, th- I think it's relevant because this episode so at least the back half of it is so much about this this uh this character from mm-hmm. the 1880s. Yeah, uh, that's, that's Caswell, um, who, ju- who's you know he's just he's just like you know oh carriages without horses and all these lights and all the noise and the television and the, he's just he's just you know it's very much just the Fisher of water story and obviously mm-hmm. there's the added element of like oh he's actually a criminal because I was excited about this episode uh, not not remembering it because I I thought oh this idea where he's in present day and he's learning about the world but the the, the, the you know the scientist the the, the time inventor. Time travel inventor, dude. the professor. The professor. Uh, he is. You know, I thought, oh, it's going to be like a slow build to him, like like learning and getting hints of who he actually is. That he's someone dangerous and yada yada yada. And that's not what happens at all. He he figures it out within seconds, basically. And mm-hmm. the episode has a really muddy point to it. And by the end of it, I wasn't really sure what the purpose of the whole thing was. Tara, how did you feel about this episode? I think it's.
1: I think it's fine. I think if you didn't have the guy, the actor playing, is it Caldwell?
0: Uh, Caswell.
1: Caswell. Then I don't think it would be good. But I think he's really good. So he's a, no, he's okay. I, I sort of enjoyed watching him.
0: He's very um, animated.
1: Yeah, he's really good at it. Uh, but yeah, you're right, very expressive, very animated. He does come off as evil, but not in like a mustache twirly way. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, he I like his reactions to everything. but, um, for the most part, yeah, I don't really know what the point was. Um, I was thinking maybe the point is kind of like Jurassic Park, where <laughs> just because you can create something doesn't mean you should because there's unintended consequences to that?
0: I believe the line Man of dialogue supposed to play God. Yeah. I believe the line of dialogue you're looking for specifically is, you were too too preoccupied where or not you could. You never stopped to think if you Definitely should. You
1: should. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Goldblum.
0: welcome. Well, I'm more, um, of, a, I'm more of a Hammond, you see. Uh, hello, John. Hello, John. Hello, John. Welcome to Jurassic Park. OK. Um, well done. Yeah. Well, I, sound, I sound like Hammond to people who aren't Scottish. To other Scottish people, I don't sound like Hammond. I sound different. That's I sound true. far I away. I didn't even
1: realize that he was a Scottish actor until you did an impression of him, like, wow. That's really good.
0: <laughs> well, what was that? I didn't do an impression. I just said some of his lines. <laughs> and you are like, it's an impression. I was like, no, it's not. I'm just saying the lines. <laughs> Mind oh, blown. But yeah, I, I don't
1: know. The episode is okay. Like,
0: It's not terrible. Okay. Like, it's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not terrible. I think it kind of falls into this really middle of the road territory because I think for me, I'm just really disappointed that it what because I like when I heard the description uh, last week. You know, between what Serling said and then be- be reading the actual little blurb on IMDb, I got excited about the the character sort of piece of it. You know, the 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 back and forth. But the professor is is knocked out after like one little monologue, and he's just gone <laughs> for the rest of the episode. He's not a big part of it at all, and it's just I it's know. just this criminal from from eighteen all those
1: coconuts away. But I guess he had to use them, <laughs> them to make the time machine.
0: Was that a joke? Because he's from Gilligan's Island. You
1: never watched Gilligan's Island.
0: <laughs> I have never watched Gilligan's Island. Is, is Mr. that a
1: TV expert?
0: Gilligan's <laughs> Island. Oh, come on, come on! Like TV, I don't really, I haven't really seen much TV outside of like Star Trek, the hit television show Star Trek, the original series, and The Twilight Zone. So outside of those, I've not really seen any TV that's pre, like, 80s. But, but you know All very right. small like Fawlty Towers was the 70s I suppose yeah so that's like a comedy that I've seen from like t- TV like, I, I, I don't go as far back with TV and Galligan's Island I don't really believe was ever a thing here I don't think it was a big hit um, was Galligan's Island the one with the uh the plane is that that one no is that Fantasy Island uh,
1: that's Fantasy Island okay. with Khan
0: right what's with Khan <laughs> not Ricardo Montalbán Ricardo Montalbán <laughs> Montev- <laughs> Khan right because the only reason why i know that and I, I get them mixed up is because of deep blue sea um because there's a lane that started deep blue sea when samuel jackson arrives at the the the, the water facility where he makes a joke because he arrives in this plane he does that voice and of course the the, the irony that i don't understand the reference either is not lost to me but um I, I that's why i know that and i always I, I always remember that being gilligan's island but i guess it's fantasy island um
1: no, Gilligan's Island is the, is the sitcom that takes place on an island. And the professor is a character who seems to be able to build anything that you need except for something that's going to get you off this island. And uh, he makes it all just of what the island provides, which is usually coconuts.
0: I mean, I know this is purely a cultural thing, because I don't think Gilligan's Island ever made it to the UK, but I'm going to pretend it's an mm. age thing instead, just because that's funnier. And...
1: I mean... <laughs> I was watching syndicate or syndicated episodes not
0: Sure, sure, not sure, watching sure, it sure. Live. You're live. You are watching prime time. Prime, yeah. prime time. on NBC or whatever network. I don't know what network it is. <laughs> but,
1: I don't know. I think it's around the time of of Star Trek, maybe a little bit later.
0: Yeah, later in the 60s. Cuz it's very yeah.
1: it's a very colorful show, very much like that.
0: Buy yeah. your
1: color TVs, you know, so you can watch this brightly colored show.
0: Hmm. Yeah uh arguably they overdid it because they were really trying to sell the color aspect of it look look at all this bright colors and mm. um and i think the, the best example of that is when you look at star trek is, is specifically is that in the show they have all these bright you know sweaters and then you go to the movie and it's like oh no that's too bright for a movie we have to do all these like grays and whites all these earth tones because a movie's a, a, a classy affair even though it's in color you know um, Whereas TV is like, no, bright, vivid, blah, 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 at least at the time. Nowadays, I mean, yeah. doesn't matter. Like, nowadays... Technicolor. Yeah, technicolor, <laughs> yeah. Um, So, yeah, the episode starts with this this guy, uh, Caswell, being hanged, and he is, he, you know, they're just in a tree, they've got a horse, and it, we find out that he shot someone in the back, and... He tries to play it off like he's like, "Oh, I wouldn't do it again. I'd ask him out for a drink." He's like, "You shot him in the back." He, it wasn't this wasn't like a friendly dispute that got out of hand. This was you shot him in the back when he wasn't looking. Uh, so they really see him as a nefarious individual right from the get go. But of course, when they hang him, he he teleports out of there and arrives in the pod in 1960, and. You know, the professor tries to help him get acquainted, but when he's not there, he's maybe off having a nap. We get like a whole monologue into a, a, a tape recorder where the professor's like talking about, I brought someone from 1880 and he is a ruffian. I
1: love that you went on this rant about how much you don't understand or don't know
0: Gilligan's Island, but you're still referring to him as the professor. Oh, because that's what he's credited <laughs> as. No, no. Context. No, he's credited as the professor. He's Professor Matt Mannion. Okay. On IMDb, it says Professor. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you started it <laughs> alright that's just what he's
1: called in Gilligan's Island too
0: <laughs> well this was first so up yours Gilligan's Island alright unless your first name is Vince hurt. if you're Vince Gilligan then I worship the ground you walk on and keep making more TV thank you very much uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he should totally remake that show and just call it Vince Gilligan's Island. I'll watch it.
1: I think of um, Ira Gilligan from Arrested Development now.
0: <laughs> of course you do, of course. Um, so what's without...
1: I think he's like the the family stockbroker or whatever, and he's like, "You guys should really invest in an IRA." And they like, "No, Gilligan," he goes, "It's Ira, that's my name," but they confuse Ira with IRA. <laughs> It was stupid.
0: I agree, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the rest of the development for the, for, for the record. I don't want thinking otherwise. Um, there's always money in the banana stand. So Caswell, without much provocation, uh, basically when he's he's not given what he wants, he wants to go out. He kills the professor. Well, yeah, he kills the professor. Yeah. Yeah. I just knock him out, it kills him. And I actually I sent you a message when I was watching this because when he gets out in the streets, I was like, oh, they brought the neon signs and the Dutch angles back from uh, The Four of Us Are Dying. Do you remember those shots from that episode where he's sort of walking down the street and there's a lot like a montage of all these neon signs that are all Dutch angles?
1: Yeah, that was like the, the noir one.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like his, his face changed like four times. You know, he had like four. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember the concept. I re- I thought those were two different episodes, but I think you're right. Yeah, I think
0: it was that, like that yeah.
1: It was going for like a film noir thing and it had like these signs hanging down all on top yeah. of each other.
0: And the reason the reason why I say that is because one of the, one of the sort of main areas this guy looks at, it looks like a bunch of those same signs in the same order. It's like they just sort of reused part of the same set. Like oh, we've got these hanging around, just put them up. Yeah, um, probably. And I guess they were hoping that oh, it's been like you know 14 weeks since that one aired. No one will remember. <laughs> But yeah, we're watching it weekly, though. So I mean, we are we, getting the experience. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's what us. He goes into a, a bar or whatever, and he's he's, you know, he's he's out of it. He's asking for help, and the bartender uh, is trying to answer his questions, trying to talk to him. He's obviously not getting a lot out of him. He's very confused. Um, because it quite, quickly starts to realise, but you don't know what a car is, you don't know what a, this is or or that. And then of course he notices the TV, which is not turned on, and he says you know, he just stares at it and the guy's like, Oh, do you know what that is? Here. Demonstration. And he turns it on and it happens to be a cowboy show that's that's playing. And it's just looking at this one cowboy coming towards the screen about to pick up his gun. So so Caswell like thinks he's gonna get shot <laughs> and picks up his gun and shoots yeah. back at the T V.
1: This is definitely influenced by the uh, train drives that screed film. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Train out, drives its screen. Yeah, classic. Infamous classic of cinema. Uh, mm-hmm. If you don't know the story, back in like 1890-something, uh, the, the first ever...
1: France,
0: right? uh, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, the first ever sort of motion picture footage that was shown to an audience was just footage of a train coming towards the screen. And it wasn't like a dead-on shot. It was, you know, standing at an angle like on a platform and trains, you know, coming past. But because no one had ever seen any footage before of like anything, everyone in the theatre freaked out because they thought a train was going to hit them. <laughs>
1: Yeah, apparently it was a big
0: deal. I mean, it's funny it is now because we've all grown up with TV and movies. <laughs> yeah, cause but...
1: especially if you if you've seen those kind of grainy footages before, like it doesn't even look real.
0: No, true. <laughs> it's black and white for a start. I mean, it's, the world's not black and white. What are you thinking, people? I don't know. <laughs> it's also uh, not like a, a discotheque. Like Tara's camera seems to think it is uh, sometimes. No,
1: right. Whatever.
0: We'll have to tinker. We'll have to tinker <laughs> after this record. We got another one after this. Um but yeah so this happens and he just wants to go back home basically so he he runs back to to the to the professor's place and randomly there's a criminal who's broken in and is trying to raid the place and we get a fight between like him and this present day criminal uh which involves which ultimately involves him being strangled caswell gets strangled uh, by like the uh, the blind card or whatever it is and that's not that's not lost on me. Of course, that you know he was going to be hanged, and then he got mm-hmm. strangled with a, a piece of rope. So there is kind of like a weird fate element to this, where he still met his end the way it was kind of supposed to happen. Uh, but of course, then we have perhaps the most contrived thing in the episodes. Bizarre, <laughs> where this criminal who knows nothing about what he's doing, he's just looking for valuables, not even knowing that there's anything here because he, he's convinced there's going to be a wall safe. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, he turns on some buttons backs by but leaning against the wall okay I'll buy that part but then he gets in the pod and the door like seals and it sends him to where Caswell came from so he lands in 1880 and is is, is killed via hanging and everyone in the eighties, 1880s is like whoa what are these clothes my my
1: yeah it, I don't really follow the time travel part of this like I get the idea of trying to bring somebody from the past to you if that's the only kind of time travel you're able to do with this machine but if you can go back in time why wouldn't the professor just go back in time
0: more dangerous i guess you can control the the... clearly not (laughs) yeah you happen to get a criminal uh so if you
1: take somebody from the past like and bring it to you i mean you could screw up a lot of you know I mean, this guy was about to be hanged, but, like, what if he had kids after <laughs> or Yeah, you know?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, he was going to be hanged, so obviously not. But, yeah, I, 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 I guess it's, it's kind of two things. It's kind of time cop rules in uh that- uh as far as we know you can't go into the future or only in the past and then secondly it reminds me a little bit of travelers where they would only take bodies of people in the past if they were about to die anyway so i don't know if the scientist knew that he was going to be dead anyway uh, clearly not because he's surprised that he's like a criminal and he's surprised by the 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 noose like mark around Do you his neck? Think it
1: would have been more interesting if instead of the opening scene being the hanging of our lead character the lead character was the professor and we saw him just bring somebody from the past and then try to figure out who he is or if he's dangerous.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think, I, again, if if they played it like I thought, I thought they were going to, which I thought was going to be the interesting part of it, was like them being together, essentially just talking the whole episode, and like him having to figure it out like that. It could work that we know he's a criminal at that point. If it's the whole thing's about him trying to realize and like, is he going to get it? Is he going to understand it? But at the same time, you're right. It could also work where we don't know he's a criminal and we discover it with the professor throughout the episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because the second half of the episode, well, a lot of the stuff where he's reacting to things are kind of fun. It just kind of feels like there's not much of a story to it. It just kind of, it's just.
1: No, he just gets angry. I mean, yeah. I hate music of today, and so I guess I get it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but.
0: Yeah, the bartender's actually um, quite laid back about the fact that he, he destroys his jukebox. He's like, hey, you're going to have to pay for that. But he, he says it so casually. He's not angry. He's just like, hey, that's going to add to your bill.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but then the guy pulls out a gun and puts it on the counter, and he knows that he's like. Stressed out, or oh
0: yes, it means business. Deranged,
1: or something. So he's like, "Here, just take this booze and go home. Have a good day."
0: <laughs> and I and I have to uh, also question the Professor's intelligence here a little bit because you know we quite a joke about it being. I, I said it was more safer. You said clearly not, and I'm like, "Well, no, you've got a point. Like, if you're bringing someone random from the past to the present day, especially from such a large time gap, like mm-hmm. there's a good chance you're going to get someone who is angry about it or is a bit of a you know scoundrel. So right, my question or, would be, I mean, what
1: if you Take somebody right before they're gonna do something important or like take a child or something, you
0: sure. know But just in the off chance that it's gonna be someone dangerous Why doesn't he have like a cage around it or like something, <laughs> you know, some sort of security to, in case he's dangerous Whoever comes up, you know, whoever comes through the, the pod like if it's someone dangerous Do you not think he'd want to be prepared, but he's so trusting mm-hmm. and it, it costs him his life. That's it.
1: Yeah. I
0: don't know.
1: this is a pretty flawed episode
0: It doesn't click together for me all, all the elements feel very separate and I feel like there's definitely parts that I like that I want the idea to be explored and like expand upon that one sort of element but the rest of it like feels I liked watching
1: him freak out you know and like go primal on all this new technology he doesn't understand but like for the most part other than that like I didn't really enjoy the the elements of this episode like the time travel stuff was just kind of you know, didn't really work for
0: yeah, me I agree it wasn't that fun because um, for, for, for me I really thought it was gonna be about him concealing who he was and then discover you know the other character discovering that over the episode and it wasn't that at all that gets thrown away immediately and it went down these different paths and um, and all the stuff with the technology, it, it, all, every time I see this in an old show or movie, I always start to think, well, what if I took someone from this time period and said, hey, look, look at look at this video game. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like a movie you can control. <laughs> Just watch their yeah. eyes melt. Uh,
1: what's a movie? Do
0: you like the internet? Um, like the internet? <laughs> Here. Internet. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm I'm thinking more from this, because this is the weird thing, is that 1960 to today is 60 years next year, right? Um, Which is only 20 years less than the gap between 1880 and 1960, which is what this guy Mm -hmm. travelled. So I think the more interesting elements for the episode for me was just me thinking about how much has changed since 1960, and how it compares to how much changed from 1880 to 1960. And like, mm-hmm. I think clearly the bigger leap is the, the the earlier gap because it went from no electricity to electricity. It went from, you know, no TV, movies, and phones, and, and music. Well, there's music, but like jukeboxes and like that. Having to
1: tame a beast in order to yeah. go from point A to point B for a
0: long distance. But at the same time, you, you you take someone from 1960 and you show them the internet or you show them how easy it is to access information. You show them, you know all sorts of like modern things and you know mm-hmm. watch their minds be blown that way or, or even just like casually mention the amount of tv channels there is and then mention that we don't even really bother with them though anymore because there's a new option <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? yeah
1: just the amount of excess that we have
0: yeah and everything yeah so i don't know like, like it got me thinking about that and i was having more fun thinking about that than i was paying attention to the actual premise well, that of the can episode. sometimes
1: lead to a pretty good episode too if it gets you thinking about other stuff
0: yeah. True. But would you say this is a pretty good Unless episode? Unless
1: it gets you thinking about things that are just better. <laughs> <Like> better <laughs> episodes.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a really mediocre episode, I think. It's not terrible, it's not unwatchable, but ultimately, at the end, I was just kind of like, ah, oh, that's, that's, that's a forgettable okay. one. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to remember this that well.
1: Yeah.
0: I yep. agree. All right. There we go. So, Serling at the end tells us about uh, next episode episode 27 which is called the big tall wish and yeah it's about a kid having this this wish um uh, here's the description imdb Uh, an aging boxer finds himself the winner of a match he thought he'd lost the result of a six-year-old's frantic wish but can a world-weary embittered man still believe in miracles or will he turn his back on it i don't know i don't know what to expect from this
1: yeah, I mean they're...
0: um Although the average rate in IMDb gives me a, gives me an idea, but <laughs> oh, oh, <uh-oh. laughs> <laughs> it's not high. I'm just going to say that it's not high. Um, it does feel very different to other types of Twilight Zone episode. It feels a lot. It feels like it's going to be going for heartwarming, and not that every episode has been more bleak because they've not all been. But um, that's definitely. Well, I
1: mean, we do know of another episode
0: that's going to come up eventually about a boy who wishes for things that's that is is horrifying that's true and I remember that episode because that episode was really great so we'll I, s-
1: I remember the episode because it was in the Twilight Zone movie also
0: ah I've never seen the movie I, I guess I guess Maybe that's yeah I guess that's what we're building up to at the end of all this that's the that's the finale <laughs> oh, did the movie come well before?
1: I mean I think it would be a good screams a good screams screams after midnight
0: no it has to be us We've done the whole show, all
1: right. Well, I'm I don't know if it has
0: to, but I think it does. Maybe,
1: it would make more sense for you to review it after you've watched the show because the, the movie takes, yeah, from the different like three different episodes and puts them into it. I think it takes two two or three from the show and then it has like one or two original ones.
0: I feel like um, the opening
1: is really good though. The opening's scary.
0: <laughs> I feel like because I think the movie came before the 80s show, right
1: i want to say yes.
0: Yeah, because I think the movie's right at the start of these, so I feel I feel like this, this this the finale to the original show, is uh, doing the movie. So let us know what you think. NZ comments below about the episode. You can uh, like and subscribe and all the all the usual stuff. Um, you can of course support us financially. Tara, how can they do that?
1: Uh, you can check out our Patreon page. It's Patreon.com/slash/MildFuzzTV. You can donate as low as a dollar per month dollar gets you <laughs> bonus episodes of our show the ace the science fiction movie show that we do and uh bonus episodes for screams after midnight which we mentioned and uh other cool stuff so check it out
0: <laughs> tara did that entire thing while fighting with her cat that was uh
1: <laughs> no not fighting, i'm loving on my kitty plus i'm trying to keep him from going to the door
0: yes Um, you can of course also support us by uh, rating the audio podcast feed if you listen to the audio version give us five stars on there it helps us out a lot lets more people find it via recommendations and search results and things like that Uh, so yeah thank you very much uh, for joining us Uh, keep watching the Twilight Zone uh, and keep watching all TV in the Twilight Zone (laughs) (laughs) nice